The book of Deuteronomy is an interesting one. If you didn't know, it's the last book of the Torah. The name Deuteronomy comes from the Septuagint's Greek title for the book, which means second law or repeated law. And you'll know why in a moment. The book is special because it contains Moses' three last sermons and prophetic poetry about the destiny of future, your future, in fact. So let's take a deeper look into the first part of the book of Deuteronomy. The book starts with the command to leave Horeb. So the Israelites were still in the wilderness and preparing to enter into the promised land. But this time Moses is repeating the law. Remember the title? Now he's repeating it to the younger generation before they enter into the land of Canaan. Remember why? Because nobody from the Exodus generation is going in except for Joshua and Caleb. In chapters 1 through 3, Moses summarizes the Israelite story so far. He's speaking about how Israel has rebelled against God. And that's why the originals aren't going into Canaan anymore. And all throughout their journey, and he, he also speaks about how, at the same time, God has remained faithful and how he showed grace toward the Israelites. In chapters 4 through 11, it's Moses' call to covenant faithfulness. Now, he repeats the Ten Commandments to the younger generation, and this section of the book is called the Shema. And it's very popular law. It's a very popular law that's been repeated throughout Jewish tradition and is repeated within the New Testament as well. This law is the root to all laws within the Bible, and it still has application today. And I'll share it with you right now. Read along. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. You see, when we say that the root to all biblical law is this specific verse alone, we also mean that this verse's application should be reflected on every Christian's daily life. That means you. To say that you love God means that you love Him with every piece of your mind, soul, and being. This means that He comes first in your finances. He comes first in your career, family, relationships, desires, etc., forsaking all others and making Him central to your life. This is the call to all who follow the Lord, regardless of whether you lived in this time that the law was written or right now. Here's a little something extra for you. This specific verse starts with the word here. And in the Hebrew translation, this word translates to Shema, which also means listen, but also refers to a call to action or a response, which should lead to obedience. Therefore, many scholars, biblical scholars, and traditional Hebrew Jewish people refer to this as the Shema. Obedience to the law for the Israelites was much bigger than they would ever imagine that it would be. God had a specific purpose for the law, and that was so Israel would be set apart from other nations, and that their ways would point to the future destiny for those who would choose to follow Jesus, you and I. Those who follow the Lord would in the future become a holy nation, 
royalty, and a kingdom of priests chosen for a specific purpose. And you can find more on that right here. Chapter 7. A Chosen People Moses tells Israel that once they enter into the land of Canaan, they should not forget their God and the covenant God made with them and the terms of that covenant. Israel is meant to worship God and Him alone. Read along with me. And because you listen to these rules and keep and do them, the Lord your God will keep with you the covenant and the steadfast love that He swore to your forefathers. He will love you, bless you, and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your ground, your grain, and your wine, and your oil, the increase of your herds, and the young of your flock, in the land that he swore to your fathers to give you. Quick tip. This verse is also a reminder of the same covenant God made with Abraham in Genesis 12. When you read this covenant promise in Scripture, remember that you are an heir to that promise, whether you are Jewish or not. Let me tell you why. When Christ came, he called the Jews, Samaritans, the Romans, Gentiles, etc. And he made it clear that he will come and set the captives free and restore his kingdom here on earth. Check it out in your Bible later, right here. He commanded all his apostles, disciples, to go to all of the nations. So it's time for each and every one of us to reflect not only on the New Testament promises, but the very first ones mentioned in the Bible so that we have a better understanding and a holistic view as to the reason Christ had to die for us. You see, he died on the cross for our sins, but what does that mean? Christ died so we could be free of the curse. The curse is that we are sinful, flawed, and unable to do good. Our works are dirty rags, and Jesus came to change that. Agree? Leave me an amen. I answer all of them. Our hearts have deceived us and has led us astray, chasing evil, chasing self-gratification. And that is why throughout Deuteronomy, Throughout Scripture, Jesus has called us out among the nations, exactly how he has called Israel to holiness. It is time to renew our minds, believers, just as Moses is calling the young and the new generation to do. The reason Moses is repeating this message is because this is what protects them. You and I are just like that young generation that needs to remember where we came from, who we belong to, and what we stand for. We represent all that is good. We go against evil because we are children of light and not darkness. And although we might be strange and uncool to this world, we have a greater purpose. You have a greater purpose as God's chosen. In chapter 11, we see God commanding the youngest generation to take Canaan. But this requires them to take down the people who already lived there. Now, many point to this specific passage and say that God isn't good taking something from another. But one problem people have is the context. 
consider this. The people who are being driven out are people who have been sacrificing children to gods and idols. Their practices were evil, and clearly, within the Canaanite community, the enemy himself was taking charge of the people and had them serve him. The people served him by chasing their own desires and not seeking God. They served Baal. The enemy, you see, will masquerade himself as things that we desire, and he finds a channel where we do not recognize him at first, but then it's too late. God has called us to be set apart, not compromisers. However, he's also called us to forgiveness. Because we serve a God who is not only love and forgiveness, but we serve a God who is justice, who gets angry at evil, and who stands up for what is right. No matter how hard it is to obey God, you need to. The lives of the Israelites are evidence of what happens when we rebel. And it's about time we start learning from their mistakes. Amen and amen.